It's episode 114 of the Auto What podcast. I'm Amon Bashir. With me is Keegan Ahn and Rob Attrell. And our guest today is a registered dietitian, Clody Gravel. Hi. <laughs> Thanks did, for having me. <laughs> oh, our pleasure, first of all. Did I say that right? Or do you usually roll the R with uh, Gravel? Well, I usually say it in French. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said it very ahead, English. But that's okay. perfect. <laughs> just yes. thought I'd ask. Uh, so, Clody, we're excited to talk about uh, some of the things that you uh, you do professionally as well as just uh, in your spare time around uh, uh, Ottawa. But as you see in front of us, we have some beer. Uh, mm-hmm. Another beer that we haven't tried, another milk stout. We haven't had many yeah. milk stouts on. No, and Keegan loves milk stouts. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, one of his favorites is uh, the Tom Green yeah, uh, which is the only other one we've t- tried, I think. Mm-hmm. Was there another? I can't tell. No, I don't I think don't. so. Regardless, yeah. what are we drinking today, though? Today we are drinking uh, beer from Big Rig, and it's their double chocolate milk stout. There's actually a suspiciously small description of it on their website. What does it say? Uh, it just says, smooth and rich, this darkly roast, dark roasted beer uh, infused with Belgian cocoa and sweet milk lactose for a uniquely tasty brew. Lactose free? No, there's definitely lactose. Oh, okay, oh, okay. I, I thought you... <laughs> Sweet milk that. lactose, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. What is lactose? The sugar in milk. <laughs> One of the sugars in milk. Right. Um, so, yeah, s- smooth chocolate, definitely get that. Uh, creamier beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What uh, What do you think, Keith? I am lactose intolerant, so... Are you I'm actually? going to puke. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I, whenever you hear, like, a, some, a beer is like a milk stout, I always just assume that it has an essence of milk or the flavor of milk, but not actually milk in it. Oh, yeah. Just, you go to the, your pharmacist and uh, get your essence of milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of those things. So, uh, yeah. It's good, though. I, I like it. It's supposed to be like a chocolate milk stout, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't really taste chocolate that much. There's not a ton of chocolate. I, I definitely get some of it, though. I think it's more like the after yeah, maybe. taste. Like it lingers kind of mm-hmm. yeah. more towards the chocolatey. You know? Yeah. Right. And, and this is a double chocolate milk stout, which makes yeah. it even more interesting that you don't taste yeah, it. I don't have a subtle palate, though. No, you I, don't. I feel like to be a good beer taster, you have to be have like subtle palate. You have to be able to like well said. pick up on yeah. You have to be articulate and you have to pick up on on little hints of. I just wish there, <laughs> there was more uh, um, in your face beer. Sure, you know what I think is, uh, thing helps is, is pairing it with different things. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, I mean, you, we get that sometimes with beer. Uh, I know again going back to Bose. Bose does a lot of that even on their website. Yeah. But uh, recently, uh, I went to a bourbon tasting at Deacon Brody's. And drinking the bourbon straight versus drinking it paired with cheese, you know, you get yeah. very different uh, elements that, mm. that, that, that sort of come up. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what we should look at doing, getting food to be paired with our beer sometimes. That'd there you interesting. go. Yeah. Yes, Who knows? Definitely. Bring out the flavors. <laughs> with that, that's for the future. Yeah. For right yeah. now, though, we <laughs> want to know all about Clody. So, Oh, do you ask her what, what she likes about the beer? Uh, oh, first of all, what do you like with beer? Well, I do. <laughs> I love <laughs> dark uh, beers, especially for the wintertime. And I don't know if you read what was uh, on the can or not, no. but it said that the velvety mouthfeel 
<laughs> Did you read that? Yeah, we'll I didn't make, read it, but no? I, yeah, I like the word. Will make feel. you like uh, say "holy cow" or something. <laughs> that was one, and nice. it actually, I feel like it's really a velvety, it like, is, yeah. smooth texture, and yeah, I really, I like it. I would buy it, definitely buy it again. So, if you can summarize your review in two words, oh god, <laughs> holy cow! There it is. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll drink that throughout the episode. And, uh, yeah, now we, we just want to, first of all, and foremost, we want to learn about you. What's, uh, you know, what's, what's your background? Where are you from? Uh, how did you get to sort of what you're doing today? Okay. Um, so I grew up in Embrun, which is a small, uh, French village, uh, east, southeast of Ottawa. Village. And yeah, it's okay. pretty small. Now it's obviously. I don't know the classification in English, village, town, whatever, but it's pretty small. Um, And then I did all my elementary school there and moved closer to Ottawa in Orleans. Um, Lived there during throughout my high school, university. Uh, I went to school. uh, I chose to do a nutrition science bachelor at University of Ottawa. And I completed it a few years ago in 2015. I believe. And uh, I started working not like uh, a couple months later uh, at a company in Orleans uh, called uh, Healthcare Food Services. So that's where I am now. Uh, Yeah. And with my bachelor degree, I got uh, my registered dietitian title. So why, what drew you to study uh, to be a, a, a dietitian? Um. To be honest, at first, when I first chose this uh, degree, I wasn't sure, completely sure. I knew I wanted to do something regarding like health sciences. Um, the health science uh, bachelor didn't seem to get you somewhere like specific. Uh, I had done like a one week at university during my high school in the nutrition. Like it's kind of an orientation one week and they show you a little bit about the nutrition program. So I decided like, why not? I love food. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a good reason. And uh, yeah, I really loved it and yeah, fell in love with it. And it's a really a great, great field, a lot of variety. So even if you don't like one branch of uh, nutrition and dietetics, you can choose another one. So, okay. And so you might not be able to speak to the whole program, but, uh, you know, what you said was something I've heard before about a lot of different programs. You, you, you mentioned health science, but obviously there, there are a lot of others where, you know, you, you get into a program and, you know, you don't really know what direction you're going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with nutrition, and in, in theory, you, you, you kind of do, but can you speak to the different types of branches and the way that that program is a bit more directed compared to something like health science? Um. Well, definitely. Like we all start the first year, there wasn't much direction. Yeah. Uh, we were all with the health sciences, like uh, and science uh, people as well. Uh, more general classes. Okay. Um, and then, like our program was really like divided into three specific uh, branches, mm-hmm. um, and like all our courses were together with the same. Uh, 60 people all the time. So I grew really close with um, the people in my class. Uh, It's a different, I feel like we do more like team projects since we're a smaller group. Um, And yeah, it's just, to me, it was better than the 
than the first year where it was those like really big classes. I don't know these program as you go ahead. I'm sure it becomes like more smaller and specific, mm -hmm. yep. but you actually feel that what you're learning, you will use and you, you will, you see directly how you will use it in practice. So. Yeah, yeah, which which is obviously perfect mm -hmm. because that's where you end up, right? Yes. Uh, what are the three branches? Do you know? Um, there we learned about about uh, a lot about food service, okay. then community nutrition, and clinical nutrition. And which one interested you the most? Uh, in when I went in school, it was definitely um, community nutrition. Okay. okay. So it's really clinical is more the one on one um, counseling. Uh, with and you learn about all the disease and how like the nutrition um, intervention can improve uh, people's condition, uh, and then the community is more like with groups and uh, group intervention programs uh, for like communities and yeah, it's really it's uh, different. You work you can work in many different settings, different organizations. Um, yeah. Sure. So that was the one that interested me the most. Uh, and surprisingly, I don't really work in that field. Uh, more the food service related, uh, related, the field related to food service, um, which was the first one that we did during our degree. So it, we, and everybody, like there was only a few people who actually liked, uh, that field. Everybody like really was discouraged, like, It didn't interest any, anybody, but when you're actually, like, it's really different in practice than it was in, in school. Definitely. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so can you speak mm -hmm. about, you know, what you do at uh, healthcare food services and, and, you know, sort of some of the day to day? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I don't work directly in food service, uh, but I work with food service managers and um, supervisors in hospitals and long-term care. Okay. So it's really where a food manufacturing plant, like a food industry, yeah. um, owned where like our company, our organization is owned by hospitals in the Ottawa region. And we started only in Ontario and now we're making food for, um, Canada wide. Wow. Yeah. That's so big. yeah, mm -hmm. it's okay. really, it's a really cool and, uh, big organization. So that's, but we're still a small, like, uh, small There was a lot of people working in the plant where we're a small group, I guess, working uh, uh, on the team, like not on, not making the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, of course. Yes, sorry. So, so with that, you know, given that, you know, there is the organization sort of covers all of Canada and you support the food service supervisors and managers, what do you, what, what do, you do in supporting them? Yes. So I work a lot on, um, uh, menu planning for smaller customers. So when we have smaller customers who don't have the resources to have like a, a dietitian to make the menus and all this, some uh, institution don't even have like lar big um, computerized system to calculate nutritionals and all. So I work with them to develop menus and make sure everything balances from a nutritional point of view. That's can, interesting. What, what you, goes you, into that? Can you define like small, small uh, client versus a bigger one? Like, uh, well, let's like, say what's the range. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's say the Ottawa hospital is definitely a really a large okay, hospital. It has like a thousand beds, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but every like there's a lot of there's some hospitals or some 
not necessarily hospitals, but healthcare establishments that have like less than a hundred beds or, um, like like, retirement home, maybe would that be like a small, yeah, that would be, yes, yes. Um, some retirements home are like part of a bigger, like a group. So sometimes they will have already, um, a head office to, um, do all these menu planning. Mm -hmm. Sure. So so what goes into your menu planning? Uh, uh, you know, you know, what are some of the key considerations that, 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 that you bring into uh, take into account, I guess. Yes. Well, definitely, I work a lot with the customer themselves, obviously. Yeah. They often have a, a vision or a. some are more health-focused, some are more, like, variety um, and just having the people eat the food <laughs> more than any anything else. More Others are really focused on the numbers. Yep. Um. And then, obviously, there's a lot, like with long-term cares, there's a lot of, uh, how do you say, uh, standards or sure. different things you have to meet. Like, it's crazy how, like, you can't have ground beef uh, the day or the meal after you had, like, a roast beef, let's say, because right. they want to prevent that you use the leftovers to ground the meat oh, or stuff like I this. Oh, I see. And you need certain uh, institution, you'll need a... Um, wow. A certain amount of like poultry entrees, vegetarian entrees in a three week cycle or whatever. So, is that right? Yeah, it's like a puzzle, really. Well, it, it seems like it. that makes sense. So, you take, you know, those standards or, or, or guidelines under con- consideration in proposing something based on what healthcare food services can offer the, the client. Yes. Yes. Interesting. And obviously, we work mainly like we offer a broad range of like products. So, Obviously, we'll promote our products, but we can't make a complete menu with our products only. So uh, they, like with the customers and some, uh, we decide on some competitive items as well, other items that they want to see on their menu. Um, So yeah, it's really a collaborative effort. That's neat. Interesting. Healthcare food services, that means that probably just healthcare facilities, right? Uh, yes, but yes, mostly that's what, that's what we, our main, uh, population that we serve. That makes sense. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Um, so that's, that's one direction to take, uh, your, your being a a registered dietitian, uh, or or at least your, your nutrition degree, I guess Mm -hmm. that's one direction to take it, I guess. eh? And, uh, you know, uh, so sorry, that's the food service branch? Well, it's not even really part of either of these branches. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I work with the food service because I kind of, they need the products um, and I make sure that they're available, let's say. Yeah. So I work too on product development. So I consult with them to know like the needs, okay. their needs, and then making sure that our products are like quality wise and um, like there's enough variety for them uh, and meets their standards, everything. Um, So yeah, developing new products as well. That's a part of uh, my job. Okay. So it's like the food, a food industry. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. That's larger. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and so one thing, uh, when you mentioned that you're, you studied nutrition, something that would come to mind would be, oh, Okay. Somebody who studies or has a bachelor in nutrition is a nutritionist. So, like somebody mm. might might think yes. that that kind of thought. 
But a nutritionist is something very different than a dietitian. Yes, but then again. <laughs> yeah, of course. That was an F and <laughs> yeah. But um, so I know like it, this is a, I guess, a, a topic that's really uh, talked about in the dietitian community. Sure. <laughs> um, and I know in some provinces, like in some provinces, only one, in Alberta, uh, the term nutritionist will, will actually become um, a protected title. I'm not sure if oh, okay. that's how you can say it. Okay. Um, because right now, let's say in Ontario, um, the re- dietitian, registered dietitian is the protected title. So okay. anybody else who, let's say you go on, uh, online and you make a, you ha- you do a nutrition crash course of two hours, well, you might have a certificate and you might auto-proclaim yourself as a nutritionist. Oh, and there's nothing, no, like that yeah. legally protects the public against like people yeah. who proclaim themselves as nutritionists, right. but are not actually, okay. um, while in Alberta, it will be a protected title. Right. Using the same vehicle, like a, like an online course type thing, or do they have to go through rigorous? I think it will be, I'm not a hundred percent sure, sure okay. actually, oh, okay. but I think it will be for dietitians. Um, I see. Yeah, okay. but I know, like in uh, um, some dietitians working uh, with uh, Ottawa Pub- uh, Public Health, yes, and they're called like they're they require a master's to be like on the programming level, okay. and they call them nutritionist, the one that are in oh. charge of programs, hmm. and then the dietitians are the one with bachelors who do more the um, on f- uh, the work on the field. Interesting. So, yes, some dietitians still call themselves, like, nutritionist, and that's okay. And in some provinces, it's becoming more and more, like... A but but currently in Ontario, if if you are to hear the word nutritionist, it could mean a variety of things. Yes. So but you just have to be careful, really, that you're not dealing with just... Joe Schmoll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. Okay, that, I mean that that gives us a good idea on mm-hmm. you know so, some of the workings around uh, you know dietitian nutritionist and mm-hmm. some of the stuff that you do. Uh, before we get into more, we have a segment. Uh, classic yeah. Ottawa was classic <laughs> Ottawa key. Classic Ottawa is our new segment where we tell people all about what is going on in our fair city. You say fair city? Yeah, but sure. Ottawa so fair, fair and windy. The windy city, Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not Chicago. Uh, let's see what's going on. <laughs> An Ottawa teen has been linked with six incidents of racist graffiti this week, including covering a synagogue in swastikas. As he is not an adult, an adult his name has not, not been released to the public, but I'll bet you anything it's Adolf. Because <laughs> that's what makes you racist, right? If you, Definitely. If you yeah, just have absolutely. a name like that. That's it. A man was stabbed near Montfort Hospital on Monday morning in what police are calling the most considerate crime of the year. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> good if you're going to gonna stab someone, yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, the CFL has ruled that the chainsaw-wielding lumberjack team will not be permitted to be on the sidelines for the Red Blacks game during the Grey Cup this year. I'm surprised that more fans aren't happy with this decision as they no longer have to compete to be the loudest and most obnoxious part of a football game. Not a fan, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's like uh, insanely stupid um, thing. <laughs> like, it's embarrassing. This is actually like the, this, I think we even talked about it briefly last year mm-hmm. when they went to the Grey Cup because they wanted to bring their team right. like, 
and it was like no of course not I'm not gonna let you bring a chainsaw and like yeah. you're you're going to it's not necessarily <laughs> your opponent that like it's in toronto this year right and it's mm-hmm. gonna be calgary and edmonton or and calgary and ottawa, ottawa. Yeah. but of course they're not gonna let you bring it to not your stadium the only right. reason they have it is because they own the stadium mm-hmm. and it is like it's chainsaw and the, this massive log setup it's just yeah, yeah totally. they should do they should pick like a less intrusive part of the paper making process absolutely <laughs> well, do you have any thoughts on ottawa football or red blacks uh, traditions uh i'm i don't watch canadian football that much oh, wait, you're into nfl what you're into nfl a little bit more not <laughs> uh, not uh it hasn't been a long time but mm-hmm. i am playing fantasy football oh cool yeah, so i kind of was forced to learn <laughs> a little yeah. bit but i actually enjoy it and yeah, yeah. it's a, a good sp- yeah i li- like watching it uh on tv and it would obviously be even better live mm-hmm. so i'm Sure, I would enjoy a can- like a red and black uh, yeah. game as well, yeah. and I'm sure when, once you're there, it's hard not to take part in the right. obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and finally, two Ottawa entrepreneurs have patented the Bripe, a pipe that brews coffee. The pair is hoping that the product sells better than their previous invention, which was called the Bringe. <laughs> A syringe that you of course yeah, inject right. yourself with coffee. <laughs> yeah, right. That didn't sell actually. Yeah, the veins. Um, these guys, one of the guys is the owner of Equator Cof- Coffee. Oh, that I was called Equator Coffee. Yeah, and I would have called. Yeah, that. I would have called yeah. that too. Yeah. Uh, Chloe, you coffee drinker? You have thoughts yes. on coffee? Yes, mm-hmm. I'm not a big. Uh, I don't. I don't have a big knowledge on coffee. Yeah. I know how to recognize a good coffee, I feel. But in uh, Costa Rica, actually, I tasted a really, really good coffee there. Um, yeah, and even brought some back. So. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. You, so you, you went to Costa Rica recently? Yes. Um, uh, oh, my God. I've been back for a week maybe now. Oh, oh wow. wow. That yeah. recent. Yes. Okay. Yes. But not for a long trip, but yeah. just a, a good break uh, from work and good vacation. Are, are you somebody who travels often? Not much. No, I want to start traveling more. And okay. especially when you start traveling, I feel it. You just get that. You get right, hooked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like tattoos. I don't have tattoos. You <laughs> Once, Once you get one, yeah, you just keep going. <laughs> so I'm also somebody who doesn't travel a whole lot, mm-hmm. but I want to get into it and things. Hey, so as somebody, Come I mean, on. I went to Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, you did. So I don't yeah. want to brag. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I did make that one trip to Las Vegas. That, <laughs> that was a big trip for me. But as somebody who doesn't typically travel a whole lot, can you talk about your experience as somebody who doesn't travel mm-hmm. but went to Costa Rica? What was your experience like? Walk me through it. Um, well, it was my first. I went with uh, with a friend, a good friend from university, mm-hmm. um, and it was our first. Both both of us, our first like backpacking adventurous trip. Yeah. More, um, we didn't actually need backpacks since we had a car, so, <laughs> but we just wanted to feel like we were actually like sure part of yeah it was part of the game (laughs) i get it (laughs) and uh we went in like hostels we actually had one night in a hotel and was actually worse than the hostels really (laughs) really? that bad (laughs) wow well i think it was the location okay um yeah so it's just you really get hooked you meet all these people of different countries different backgrounds um you taste really good food um, you and what I really loved about Costa Rica is that 
there was like we started on the beach uh, on the Pacific side, learned how to surf. Not that I can say that I surf now, but (laughs) had a couple lessons. You tried, sure. Yes, yes. (laughs) And then we went more in the like central part of the country um, in the rainforest, volcanoes. So it's really like it's beautiful how you you have both like the really nature green part and then the beautiful beaches. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it was a great destination. Uh, I would have stayed longer, but it was still, we had, uh, we got to do many places in only 10 days, so. 10 yeah. days. Uh, and, and you only did Costa Rica, right? You didn't yes. go anywhere else? Okay. No, yeah. Uh, when you were there, is there anything you missed? I know it was a short time. From but, uh, home? From home, yeah. Oh, well, not much. A little bit my boyfriend, but <laughs> of course, yeah, makes sense. Kind of, I think he missed me more than I <laughs> Okay, sure. <laughs> I was having fun, sure. but yeah. no, I still missed him. Okay, yes. that makes sense. Uh, is there anything you didn't like about Costa Rica? Uh, we don't ask that question often. No. Yeah. no. What was the worst part the of Costa people. Rica? Yeah. No, imagine? well, actually, like the people and, you know, in some countries you feel like uh, like some people are more... Like they know you're tourist and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. more harassing. I don't know. Not not as pleasant, but mm-hmm. not at all. Like I didn't feel like that at all, except the last oh. uh, the last uh, location because we stayed closer to the airport. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, it's just the city. I think there's less tourists yeah. and uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But and it was like less. There was less stuff to see. An older city. Okay, right. but. Yeah, other than that, it was really, it was great. The people there were really, really nice. They really loved their country. Um, And they all, like you asked anybody, they like visited their whole country. Like they know it's not, well, obviously it's smaller than Canada, but us, I feel like I don't really know my country that much. I haven't traveled much in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and they all, they want to show you around the best restaurant, the best stuff to do best places to go so yeah it was great when i travel i'm terrified of looking like a tourist like i have this weird complex where i won't look at a map in public i won't like i won't ask for directions i won't like do anything to make it look like i'm a tourist because i have this irrational fear that people are going to stab me or mug me here just because you're a tourist yeah or yeah. like target me mm-hmm. I, like we went to berlin i know you and i want to stab you <laughs> we went to berlin last year and i was just like in the days leading up to it, I was on the Berlin subreddit and they were having a lot of problems with pickpockets at the time in Berlin. Oh yeah. And so I would read about it every day. Like I got pickpocketed here, I got pickpocketed there. And uh, so in Berlin I was super paranoid and I didn't like put my, I had my wallet like tucked away in a a money belt and I wouldn't, uh, I try not to talk. I think in Berlin it's not the bad. You can actually. Right. Yeah. It's it's, a big city. Right. If you would be in like Asia. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hear I hear Paris is bad for that too. Oh yeah, they're yeah. really, really like rude apparently to yeah. to tourists. Interesting. Mm. That's you, eh? Interesting. Mm. Um, okay, so uh, that that trip ten days that was just like a, a random just wanted to explore it. Why Costa Rica? Why Costa? Uh, well, ten days. So I didn't want. We didn't really want to go into somewhere where the time difference, the jet lag would be really really bad because it would like kind of we would miss a few days out of that 10 days that um and then me and my friend we all 
we had a lot of friends who went there um, who had rec- recommended it, and it had that like uh, nature and the beach. So yeah, it was the perfect, the perfect choice. We didn't really we didn't talk long about it. We were just like, oh, do you want to go to Costa Rica? Yeah, sure, okay. So it was really. <laughs> Really, not nice. a big, profound uh, decision. Sure. Just yeah, just and a random spot. Yeah, good. yeah, a random spot, and yeah, it's a. I like it. A great, great spot. I think it's becoming more like uh, tourists, more tourists. Like yeah. I know their education um, is really like everybody there. They do like a tourism class or whatever like certificate after or, yeah. Yeah, yeah to work in that field because it's really high in their country great huh. but i met a lot of people who, um who traveled to Nicua, nicaragua before yep. mm-hmm. um and i think that's if you're more on the, a budget that's more the place to go since it's less expensive there sure. and right. still beautiful yeah, yeah places. it's mostly spanish there right like yes did yeah. you find that you were able to understand like speaking french there's a lot of similarities to spanish were you able to catch anything or was it would they mostly speak um, english to you well they mostly spoke english um we did meet one lady in our dorm uh one uh, on a one night that was a tourist actually but from spain and she only okay. spoke spanish so that was the most <laughs> spanish i spoke but yeah. okay. good thing my friend was there she speaks better than me definitely okay. oh, wow. But it's def- there's definitely like uh, if they talk slowly, I could recognize some words right. because the French, yeah, yeah, it's pretty close to French. So. Cool, yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see here you're doing a food security certificate. Yes. So <laughs> that so that's interesting. What what, mm-hmm. what is that first of all? Like what what is mm. like food security to a point where you're you're taking the courses? Like, yes. So it's not the same as food safety. Many people often confuse it with food safety sure. so i'm not about like oh does my hamburger have like a, has it been cooked <laughs> properly or not no sure. it's more um uh like making sure people have access to enough food they have enough money they live um in a like close to a grocery store or they live in a let's say someone who lives in a rural area and doesn't own a a car, well, then they're more at risk of insecurity because they're farther mm. from a, um, a supermarket. Um, and then other things, uh, just is there enough, the production like of food in general, is there enough food for everybody? Is, is it distributed evenly? So it's all about, um, yeah, making sure people are eating enough and eating nutritious food and it's available like to them and also to their cultural like let's say you have a you have oh, cultural diets mm. like you have that those cultural foods available to you and everything so yeah that's interesting so where where can you take such a certificate like oh uh, how, like who 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 employs who gets to oversee that types of things because you know the way I saw it was, if I live wherever, I you know, if a business wants to open up, mm-hmm. it can open up. But I didn't think it. I, I didn't think there was yeah. another group that's mm-hmm. looking at that. Um, 
like I take my certificate at Rice and University. Sure. Yeah. Through is that what you're? Uh, yeah. First getting? of all, where yes. can you get a certificate? Okay. Second of all, where can you apply it? Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, with Rice and University uh, through distance education. Okay. So that's great for me. You can also do classes, obviously, right. through sure. there. Um, In Toronto. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it's uh, only six courses, the, the certificate. Okay. Um, I'm halfway done. <laughs> Eventually I'll finish. I have uh, four more years to finish it. <laughs> um, but um, so really, it's really specific to food security. Um, and with that, like I know a lot of, I know a dietitian that works in that field. Uh, the same that I was talking to you about, about uh, in Ottawa pu- public health. Yeah. And she works like specifically on food security. So she makes programs um, f- regarding food security for the Ottawa community. Um, so you don't, and she doesn't, act, she doesn't have a food security background. So you don't always need to have that extra okay. um, spe- specialization, let's say. Sure. Um, but you can definitely like with a governmental government uh, organization, exactly. yeah, um, different organization like even humanitarian um, work. You can apply it definitely. Um, but it's crazy. Like when we talk about food security, we mostly think about like people, the hungry people in the third world countries. Yeah, yes, yeah. I know. Yeah, but it's crazy how like here too in Canada. We have people who suffer from hunger while we're like a super rich country. So it's these, that's the part that interests me as like, I'm also interested in the other, the more the food insecurity in uh, developing countries, but the ones uh, in developed countries, to me, it's like the most irony to it. So Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And kind of understanding all the issues, um, the underlying factors that we can't really control. And it's really like structural issues um, that would need a completely change of like uh, politics and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just understanding this. It's, it's almost depressing when you study it in yeah, details, but it's really interesting. You really start to notice how big the problem is. Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So, so where, where, like, you know, you mentioned that, you know, it, it it's strange to think that, that a, a country like Canada has uh, as much of an issue when it mm-hmm. comes to uh, food security or availability or access. Uh, are there places in Canada that tend to be worse or there, or, or, or is it just uniform across um, the board? Well, definitely, uh, Aboriginal communities, okay. sure. Up north, like the one that are more uh, remote, food and remote. Yeah. Yes, yes, remote. That's the word. Um, uh, but even I know, like in since Ryerson is in Toronto, um, yeah. we studied a lot in Toronto itself, and there are since the cost of living is so high, and like food is not. Like you need to pay your rent, you need to pay your utilities, um, that food is often compromised. So yeah, a lot of people, even in big cities, um, will suffer from food insecurity, will choose like a less healthy, less nutritious food since they're um, cheaper. They'll go to food banks. Often food banks will have mostly, they struggle to get nutritious food. Yeah. yeah. Um, So yeah, it's. 
an issue that's seen really everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot in schools. Like when I, I teach at a bunch of different schools, but whenever I go to uh, a school in a low socioeconomic area, you def- you like you can see it reflected in lunches where the kids will open. Like mm-hmm. if you go to a nice oh. neighborhood, kids will have like sushi for lunch <laughs> or yeah. like this crazy stir fry. But then in lower areas, they'll open their lunch bag up, and it's like a little bag of chips and a Twinkie, and that's like their lunch, you know? Like, really? Oh. That's, that's it? Like, uh, that's fairly common, I would say, and like yeah. when, I go, when I go to schools. It's, it's uh, really crazy, which is why, you know, I think schools are doing a good job uh, these days investing in food security by doing yeah, things yeah. like breakfast mm-hmm. programs and, uh, yeah. and uh, other, other uh, awareness programs like that yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, I really no, believe that it should start like in schools, right? And yeah. it, it should be like food and should be integrated in school curriculum mm-hmm, yeah. at a like at a young age. Not only yeah. for food security, but also for like healthy eating in general. Yeah, but right. if they know, like people nowadays, like kids don't even know that you can grow your own carrot in your garden <laughs> or your own tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah. And often they won't even like vegetables since. I don't know. If they're part of the process, usually they're more inclined to. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Sure. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's a really interesting thought because I I'm trying to think of when I was in even elementary school. I think the extent of what I heard about you know healthy eating is that at one point somebody passed me like a Canada Food Guide, right. which from what I understand yeah, is yeah. It's not even relevant anymore. But uh, <laughs> 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 so like it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Eat a lot of that grain and dairy. <laughs> uh, Interesting. Uh, Keegan, do you have a, a game? I had something. I wanted to preface it, preface it, if you will. No, now I'm scared. <laughs> now I'm really worried. So I, I, am what I, I am what I am calling recently literate, as in I, <laughs> oh I recently started reading books Okay. Um, since like I'm in mm-hmm. school or like listening to books technically, yeah. but still reading. Um, but Claudia, I know you like to read books. Yes. Uh, what kind of stuff do you like to read? Oh, man. Anything like I used to like a lot of uh, more nonfiction, like bio- biographies mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just real stuff. Yeah. Um, but now I've been reading more and more like fiction, or I've mm-hmm. been recommended a lot of more fictional yeah. books, and I really love it. And often, like fiction is still based on a through events, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm the, exact, Anything. Yeah. I'm the exact same. I used to think fiction was a waste of time. Yeah, that's why. And I then I started reading, I started, just started listening to Game of Thrones now. I'm like, Ooh. So <laughs> another recommendation for you. So on that, uh, that um, theme, I, th- I thought of a little game and I call it Arthur or Arthur. <laughs> okay. British accent. Yeah. Arthur or oh, Arthur? No. Is that what you're getting from that? Uh, no. Okay, well, yeah. that's what I also heard. Yeah. So this, yeah. is, this is a game. I'm going to yeah. say I'm going to describe a person, and you tell me if they are an author or an Arthur. So yeah, that's that's exactly what I said. I thought I would like mask it with a British accent, but I bailed on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so is this person an author or are they an Arthur? Okay, Clody, uh, you're going to be playing for Team Guest. That's your guest. team. Okay, perfect. These I'm guys old. over here. Yeah, Team Ottawa. Notoriously bad at uh, games. We're, we're un- undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Clody, would you like to go first or second? Oh, God. Second. Okay, second. Team Ottawa, your first clue. Uh, this man uh, performed as a theater actor and was born in 1982. 
Is he an author or an Arthur? I'm going to say Arthur. That makes sense. I'll, I'll, I'll call him Arthur. That's yeah. correct. Great. Arthur Darville. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. That guy. Good job. Very nice. <laughs> Clody, your question. This aardvark goes to school with his friend Buster and his sister DW. <laughs> Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> the Arthur. Woo! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Team Ottawat. Um, this person also coached track and field for New Zealand. Also coached. In addition to no other information. This, this was an author. Do you want this to be a trick? Uh, Is this I, a trick question? Think, because you would normally think Arthur. Yeah. But I would think he's an author who author. also coached. Yeah. Author. Sorry, author. He, it, that was a double trick question. <laughs> he is Arthur Les, Lesby, Leslie Dane, a famous New Zealand track and field coach, apparently. <laughs> All right. Okay. What, what's, the, what's the second trick? It seems like it's just not a trick question. Oh, I guess the, the first trick was you guys assumed it was a trick. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I see. All right, 1-1. One, one. <laughs> We're tied up. <laughs> right? Yes, 1-1. One, one. Team guest. This man was king of Camelot. Is he an author or an Arthur? I feel like I should know that. Um, he was a king. Arthur? Yeah, King Arthur okay, from good. Camelot. Very nice. I'm like, is there a king <laughs> that's Dude. been a... Uh, <laughs> Smart choice, yeah. Okay, Two good. to one. Uh, team Ottawa. This man wrote the Sherlock Holmes <laughs> novels. Is he an author or an Arthur? That's not, That's both, right? I was waiting for this. As soon as he said the name, I was like, well, I know one that's both. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh, that's right. Of you course, you choose Arthur. I mean, author <laughs> or Arthur. We can't choose both. No, someone even choices. even though it is both. Now this is a binary game. <laughs> choose one or the other. Which one do you want? Oh, what, do we have to give reasoning why we chose one and not the no, other? No, I just have the answer written here. No, we're gonna have it wrong either way, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you have some <laughs> confidence in yourself, guys. It's so self defeatist. You say Arthur, I'll say author. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Author. I'm sorry, it was Arthur. Yeah, Arthur I got it. Rob got it. All right, guys. Okay, 2-1. That's Clody. at least a half point. Uh, your last one, just for fun. This woman writes mystery novels. Author. Author. Yes, Agatha Christie. <laughs> wow. Yes, author. Wow, wow, perfect game. Three to one for team guest. Yeah, Another successful week. Um, Clody, do you have anything you're listening to now? Uh, I mean, reading now? Uh, <laughs> or listening, I guess. <laughs> If you're lazy like me. Uh, well, I just finished uh, The Girl on the Train oh, during cool. my trip. It was good. Um, Have you seen the movie? No. Okay. No. And my mom said that I should read it, so okay. I did. It was good. Yeah. The characters are not that... Uh, you don't uh, get attached to them as much, I but okay. still, yeah. yeah. No, I, it was a good... I wanted to know what happened um, right. and how it ended, so yeah. Yes. I did finish the book. <laughs> so, uh, in in you know, given that you do like to read books, uh, where are some good places to uh, either mm-hmm. buy books or bookstores to visit? Or uh, yes. yeah, in in Ottawa, where where Mon Segway for the win? Oh. <laughs> well, look at that Segway! Wow. Um, well, there is this place I um, discovered 
not too long after my university degree, unfortunately. Okay. Um, but it's super close to Ottawa U um, on Osgood. It's called uh, Benjamin Books. Oh, yeah. And it's really cool. It's like this uh, little, it's a used book bookstore. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and it's really, you feel like you're in a Harry Potter movie since like there's books up to the ceiling. There's like a ladder. Um, there's like hidden corners everywhere. So it's pretty cool. I awesome. can really spend hours in there. So not bad. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So that's your top recommendation for bookstores. Yes. In Ottawa. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Where else do you like to go in Ottawa? In Ottawa. We try to talk about Ottawa on this podcast. Mm. We, we always forget yeah. to until the very no. end. Um, well, anything that serves good food. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Do you have some 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 favorite uh, restaurants as a dietitian? Oh my god! As a I, dietitian. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is this place I've never been actually, but it, I don't know if it's in Ottawa. There's one in Orleans. It's called Oko's Kitchen. Okay, I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. To, yeah. yeah, and supposedly they have like tacos, burgers, and they have a lot of local um, stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I've never been, so I can't really. Nice. Uh, yeah. rec- but I've been recommended. A, bunch of times so mm-hmm. um other than that yeah Qu- eh, really anywhere i question yes. um do you consider orleans as part of ottawa i do since like i know orleans more than ottawa yeah. so <laughs> like that was begrudging it kind yeah. of yeah. pushed me out <laughs> i'm excluded of the ottawa people if i say i don't consider it in ottawa but obviously it's far because in, inconvenient yeah well, yeah that's true because what you just said was i don't know if they have one in ottawa yeah. but in orleans yeah, that's they have. Yeah. <laughs> interesting uh okay how about uh um favorite uh you, you have a, a favorite consignment store is that what oh I saw? yes I put uh that. what is that <laughs> uh that's in orleans too <laughs> okay still ottawa counts uh what's it called um uh, snazzy seconds okay and it had um it's really a home decor, decor. How do you say that? Yeah, <laughs> decor? Absolutely. Yes. Consignment store. So it's a uh, all bunch of treasures, really. Like, I feel like I'm in my grandparents' like basement and they have like... In a good way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not in a green. Sure. <laughs> just, that just like a, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> uh, they have like antiques. Uh, you can find these like vintage teacup sets, um, oh, nice. furniture, yeah. all bunch of stuff. And I always want to... Um, like take everything, but I obviously I can't. Right. Nope, <laughs> cost money. And, uh, yeah, one uh, Um, yeah, but it's a it's a nice store. Okay, yeah, not bad. Well, uh, we've run up on time. Uh, so, uh, is there anything that you want to promote at all? Uh, not no, really. No. Well, no. for if we're we've talked about food security, so just encourage people to. Give to food banks or give to charities um, for the winter, especially. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. good food. Well, for- speaking of things uh, for the food bank, uh, you said that they typically don't get things that maybe, uh, you know, mm-hmm. maybe people need. Uh, what, what are the things that are in higher need, especially um, with the Christmas season coming up? Well, I often hear about like a, um, stuff for like infant formula and stuff for like higher protein peanut butter or oh. beans. Um, Interesting. Oil, rice, they don't get often, I read. But I know you can find a bunch of like a high um, demand food for food banks. Mm. For for perishable items, I 
don't think. I know some food banks will go and buy um, fresh fruits yeah, and ve- vegetable yeah. or meat. Right. We, but I don't know if we can donate. I think the Ottawa Food Bank even partners with local farms and oh, wow. yeah and, and they get a discount produce, like a, yeah a very a very good discount actually yeah. on, wow. on some of that stuff which uh which helps so even just donating to your food bank mm-hmm. uh, interesting yeah. okay uh keegan where can the listeners find us you can go to ottawapodcast.com to find all kinds of new stuff we have and old stuff we have listen to some old interviews like um, Mark Holst, ex UFC fighter who yeah. just got engaged recently. Yes, I saw congrats that. to Mark. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you can, if you're interested in his engagement, then we, you uh, then you won't be able to hear it in that episode. <laughs> yeah, it but you can hear a precursor to it. There you go. Uh, and we're on Facebook and Twitter. And you should honestly, if you do anything to us, <laughs> oh? like Facebook or Twitter, <laughs> okay. send us a message or anything. We 100 percent will read it and see it. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. You never. Uh, we like, might even know? respond to it. Yeah. Maybe. I will for sure respond to it if someone sends us a message. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're opening yourself up to, but uh, <laughs> that's fine. That's Keegan. Uh, Rob, uh, anything you want to say? <laughs> you're leaving me wide open here. What? Uh, where else can people find us? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, they can find us if, if you listen to uh, podcasts yep. on Apple devices. You can go to the podcast app yep we're in there so you just have to search out what also also if you have an android device it's a little harder uh but uh, there's lots of podcast apps. podcast app and uh yeah great citra radio is another thing it's like yeah. you're fishing yeah. for stuff i was gonna say say it <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say in speaking of old episodes it was almost exactly a year ago to this day that we interviewed the mayor oh so oh. you can go back and listen to that one if you want hey jim i did that What's up, Jimmy? Jimmy, yeah. there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, well, did we talk about Ottawa News? You just sort of talked about how we have news on the site. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. We, al- we also have fake news. I mean, we have fake news on the site. <laughs> and uh, you can go and read it there, as my father-in-law calls it. An immense waste of time. But it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's fun. All right. There you go. Uh, uh, that's it. So, yeah. with that... Uh, you get to end the episode by saying auto what, Clody? Okay, so I just go ahead? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Auto what? <laughs>